friends and listeners and health masters family and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted Austin Brewer Show, our 2000th live broadcast. Pretty big milestone, a lot of work to get to this point, it's taken a lot of shows to hit this and I thank you so much for making this possible, for being sponsors of healthmasters.com and allowing us to bring you 2000 shows with zero commercials, zero ads, and zero interruptions. Thank you for having the ability to give us that and helping us out continually through Health Masters and supporting our company so we can bring you the truth every single day. I told y'all I was trying to work on something big. We got it together. We're doing a big 10% off discount on the website. The coupon code is 2000 shows. That's 2000SHOWS, 2000 shows, no spaces, super easy to remember. We need to uh, be able to see where our customers are from. We want to be able to monitor all this stuff and uh, go in and be able to just really thank you and support and appreciate the support of healthmasters.com. And uh, 2000 shows is the coupon code that we have available for you guys right now. So thank you for, again, supporting Health Masters. We've got a lot of different specials on the website. The coupon code will not be available on some of the major sale items uh, due to the fact that it's not applicable as far as, you know, we already have coupon codes and discounts, 10, 15, 20% off certain kits. So the 10% off is good, all regular priced items. So be sure to check that out on the website at Health Masters and some of the sale products we have, like the prostate support right now. I had a customer ask me about that over the weekend on the email, and it was uh, I was telling him, I said, one of the main factors why this product works so good is the pegium, the pegium extract that's from the African tree, and it's also now in South America and other places. But the reason why this is such an important ingredient is because it's been shown in numerous research studies to have extremely strong antioxidant properties, anti-inflammatory properties, and anti-estrogenic effects. That's why pegium is so important to have in a prostate support formula and one of the reasons why it works so well in combination with the other products. Because remember, anti-inflammatory inflammatory issues are one of the key problems you run into with most health issues, whether it be the liver, whether it be the kidneys, whether it be the prostate. And so this is a very important product to add into that for males. And another one, too, that a lot of people ask me about, and I always encourage for people that are trying to increase blood flow, which can increase regeneration, can, rec- can increase inflammatory issues, and can increase recovery is the HGH stimulate formula, and that is a lot of because the L-arginine and L-citrulline, and along with the quercetin, which is extremely strong bioflavonoid, a lot of people don't understand how effective L-arginine is. There's a research study that was done uh, back about 10, 12 years ago, and it was titled, the acute L-arginine supplementation reduces the O2 cost of moderate intensity exercise and enhances high-intensity exercise tolerance. This is why we put so much pure L-arginine and other nutrients in the HGH stimulate to increase the vasodilation from the nitric oxide production, which can help out with a host of other things, including exercise performance. So again, be sure to check those out on the website if you want to grab anything this week. The 2,000 shows, that code will be active until Tuesday night at 11 p.m. We're doing this for a very short period, primarily for our listeners and customers that support us through this show. And again, I want to thank you for continually making us your number one place 
for your information, for your true news, and for your health and supplementation. And that's why we continually bring you this show every single day, Monday through Friday, to give you guys the information you need to basically come to a conclusion. This is why I've encouraged people to make your own decisions, do your own research, ask questions. If something doesn't add up, go in and say, hey, what's going on with this? Why, why, is it, why does this make any – this doesn't make any sense. That's why I've told people before, this is why this continual push now for this plant-based lifestyle, which there's nothing wrong with eating clean plant-based foods. However, this push now trying to demand and mandate that they wipe out huge swaths of meat and basically farming and say, you know, you can't have cattle because the cattle are belching too much. They're, they're producing too much climate change from their burps. This is all really, really stupid reasoning that they're trying to twist around by saying, if we get rid of all the cows, we're going to get rid of climate change. No, this is what helps them push the fake meat narrative. The Bill Gates has started with their massive facility that's been funded by Israel and North Carolina. That's going to start growing full lab-grown meat. That, If you guys understand what they do, they take the cell cultures and they basically make meat tumors. This is not real, true meat that was grown through an animal. This is meat that's grown in a petri dish, essentially, and they're going to feed it to everyone and say, hey, it's safe, it's healthy, because, well, we said so. And, well, we told you the vaccine was safe and effective for COVID, even though that's been completely and totally debunked now. It doesn't matter. You need to trust us on this because, it, well, it's, it's for your safety and protection. Meat has been used as a staple in human beings since pretty much recorded history. There's a reason why we're omnivores. Basically, there's, a, there's nothing you can question about this in stating, oh, no, this is good. Everybody needs to basically eat plant-based meat all the time. The reason why is because we weren't necessarily designed to eat plants all of the time. There's specific nutrients that you get from basically going in and eating certain meats, and there's a reason why we have the teeth and digestive tract to be able to handle this. For most of human history, being an omnivore was not a dilemma. We were made like this for a very specific reason. The issue you run into with, um, with you know, if you're dealing with herbivores and carnivores, is it makes it very difficult in some cases to go back and forth, practically impossible from a digestive standpoint, from a specialized tea standpoint. Our bodies were designed like this for a reason. So when you continually hear people tell everyone that you have to do this for the safety of humanity or you hear about these studies where red meat was responsible for hundreds of thousands of deaths worldwide, understand this is all based on manipulated research through food and meat that has been heavily, heavily processed and adulterated with massive amount of toxins that they put in them, including MSG, including all the other toxins that they add to preserve this meat on a regular basis to make it stable and longer. They do this through a lot of – you see this with the luncheon meats. This is directly linked to health problems, no question about it. But sitting there saying that you know an organic grass-fed steak is going to lead to massive amounts of cancer in your body, that's not accurate. There's never been any research to prove that whatsoever. This is why they're wanting to get rid of eggs. This is why there's been a war on real whole, you know, grass-fed chickens and you know, you know, free-range chickens for decades now. You ever wonder why you ironically are seeing all these chicken farms constantly going under and constantly burning down and catching on fire randomly, but yet at the same time? Bill Gates is working on his fake chicken manufacturing facility to produce fake chicken eggs. There's not a question here on who's behind a lot of this. And so it's always important that you ask questions, you become as self-sufficient as possible, and you make sure you do your own research when it comes to your own health, my friends. Do not just sit by and say, oh, well, this person told me I need to get a 
COVID shot. This person told me I need to go on this medication. This doctor said I need to go on this treatment, this medication. In most cases, there's usually other options. And if it needs to be, you need to look at your overall diet as well. I've continually encouraged people that. That's why we produce products like the berberine, that berberine ultimate, the dihydroberberine that does incredibly good with maintaining healthy blood sugar. So look at these things. If you have any questions, healthmasters.com. Got a good show for you guys today. A lot of stuff coming up. And be sure, again, like I said, if you need anything and want to put an order in, 2,000 shows, 2000SHOWS. 2,000 shows is the coupon code, 10% off all the way to 11 p.m. on Tuesday night this week. Be sure to take advantage of that if you want to grab something. And other than that, Deb, how are you doing today on our 2,000th episode? You know, Austin, I've been so excited all weekend. It's been hard to, you know, you know, contain myself. I mean, this is so much fun to be able to do this with you guys for all of these years. And I had the opportunity to, to pray for you again this morning, ask God to bless you and direct you. And I know a lot of you guys, I literally have received hundreds of emails about this particular episode because we're going to do an introduction to Angel Wars today. Now, I'm not going to try to do the whole Angel Wars broadcast today because I've told you already it's going to be a multi-part series. And quite frankly, there's so much information now with I'm well over 100 pages into the notes that I'm just going to give you some preliminary stuff as far as some scripture today and kind of give you an idea of the war that was the world it was, what it was with the pre-Adamic race, what it was with the ancient aliens and the ancient alien astronauts and ancient temple structures and all the other things we're going to talk about. And we're going to talk about, yep, we're going to go there. We're going to go to Antarctica. <laughs> we're going to talk about the 200 angels that got locked up and basically uh, imprisoned on this planet. And we're going to talk about that. And if, are they in Antarctica? Is that why they don't want us in Antarctica? Have they found the tomb for these angels? Are they encapsulated in the ice are they in some type of other interdimensional rift interface tomb like you saw in the uh, movies you know, with Superman in which they were put into some type of loop in which they couldn't get out? Uh, we're going to cover a lot of this stuff. Not today, though. Today's going to be one of those that I'm going to give you a lot of scripture and cover it up. And we're also going to talk about some health topics today because it is the 2000 episode, and we are a health company. And uh, you know, tomorrow and I will go real heavy into Angel Wars, and I'll be adding segments of Angel Wars in every broadcast every day so we can continue to ease us through because I'm going to give you so much scripture today. You guys are going to kind of get overwhelmed, to be honest with you. And I'm going to read you some of the scripture today so you'll understand where we're coming from in this. But let's cover a couple of real quick articles on health because Austin really wanted me to do that today for our 2000th episode. And this is an interesting one from Daily Mail, and it says, Driven to suicide by weed, these families were torn apart when their teenage sons got hooked on super-strength marijuana and fell into depression. And experts warn it's becoming a familiar tale across America. Cannabis is the most common legally, federally illegal drug and legally drug in the U.S. with 48 million users, which is a lot of people. Weed has been billed as being minimally addictive and overwhelmingly benign. But chronic cannabis use has been also shown to alter brain development in young people. If you or your one loved one needs help, call Suicide and Crisis Lifeline by dialing 988. I'm going to start with that. That's how the article starts off. I have people that I know whose kids are completely hooked on pot have been hooked on pot for years and years. It directly affects brain development, period. Uh, especially when you're in teenage years. It really inhibits the ability of the body and the brain to go to what's called concrete rational thought. So it's a real problem when people get hooked on pot. And, and it can be very, very addictive, whether you want to believe it's addictive or not, if you're using it. Listen to me, friends. Here's the thing. You're a child of the Most High God. We're going to cover a lot of that today. You were created in his image. You don't need drugs. You don't need alcohol. You don't need all of this stuff that people take on an ongoing basis to alter your state. You don't need that. You don't need LSD. You don't need ashwanga. You don't need any of this stuff that people are pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing to basically change your mental state. A lot of people use cigarettes. 
to change their mental state. They self-medicate with nicotine and they self-medicate with alcohol. It's not something any of us should be doing, period. And it's not a healthy thing to do. So now people are committing suicide because of depression, because of pot. Now, one other thing I want to cover, too, there are a couple more things. There's a new miracle weight loss jab. It may make you bald. You know, patients who have lost up to 100 pounds in these results warn of Monjaros, M-O-U-N-J-A-R-O-S's nasty side effects such as diarrhea, vomiting, and even hair loss. The new miracle jab basically talking, taking social media by storm may be causing baldness and sulfur burps. This, these Monjaro users have been reported a string of unexpected and nasty side effects, some of the ones caused by the rival injection called Wegovy. I don't know why they can't just make these things sound normal. I have these weird names. It's W-E-G-O-V-Y. They include diarrhea, vomiting, and even hair loss. Landmark data yesterday revealed that overweight people taking tyrosepetide, the powerful ingredient behind this Monjuro's dropping effect, will lose weight, especially if they adopt a healthier lifestyle while taking the jab once a week. It's an injection. And what it's for primarily is it stops syndrome X. It's a diabetic drug. And so it reduces the ability of the insulin to store body fat. Now, I'm going to tell you a real quick way how to get, to get around this without having to take this drug. Okay, And this is so important. It's, it's, you don't have to take drugs like this, guys. Limit your food intake to how many calories you want to maintain for the day based on your body weight that you're trying to obtain. If you want to weigh 180 pounds and you're a guy, times that by 10. That's 1,800 calories a day. Divide that by six, and then take six 300-calorie meals per day. That's it. Make sure they're low-glycemic foods. Make sure that they're you know, you a good, high-quality source of lean protein and vegetables. Very, very important. I stay with chicken and vegetables pretty much 90% of the time now because I'm here at the house by myself, and I'm cooking for myself. And it becomes a nuisance trying to cook a big meal. That's very, very important. Ladies, same thing. If you want to weigh 120 pounds, times it by 10, that's 1,200 calories divided by six. That's six 200-calorie meals per day. We have all kinds of products, the HGH Stimulate. We've got the unit. We have the, the insulin support, all the rest of this stuff. Because what ends up happening is when you eat high glycemic foods like pasta, rice, potatoes, et cetera, you know, fruit juice, your body's blood sugar goes through the roof. Your body then has to put insulin into your body to reduce the blood sugar. And when that insulin stores that sugar, it stores it as fat. That's what this drug stops and stops. So doesn't it make sense if you just stop eating the high glycemic foods? It's going to do the same thing. And that's it's called syndrome X. It's a real problem with adult onset diabetics. And that's why these people are using this drug. But now they're being now they're going balls from it and all the rest of the stuff that's happening with it. Be very, very, very careful with drugs like this. You know, um, there's another article from Daily Mail that says, is this why America's Adderall crisis is spiraling out of control? Doctors are prescribing stimulants alongside antidepressants to counter the sluggishness research shows. Prescriptions for stimulants such as Adderall are on a rise in America. The DEA presents amphetamines in the same category as cocaine and fentanyl. Read more. Adderall use in women's in their 20s is shot up by a fifth during COVID. They want you to read a whole article on this. Doctor, I'm going to post it. Don't worry. Doctors prescribing stimulants alongside these suppressants to counter the sluggishness. So, guys, there's all kinds of things that you can do for depression. You have uh, uh, you have the omega-3 fats. You've got the 5-hydroxyl tryptophan. You've got all of this stuff that are available to you right now basically to help you keep your brain chemistry strong. The omega-3 fats, the 5-hydroxyl tryptophan, and the B-complex are incredibly important for this. Really, really important. By the way, Fauci is finally admitting the COVID vaccine mandates that he helped orchestrate have fueled the anti-vax movement across the U.S., <laughs> <laughs> I can give, give him credit. He finally told the truth about something. He's right. More and more people have learned how bad these anti-vax mandates were, or these, these vaccination mandates were, and we have a huge anti-vaccination movement now across the United States, including childhood vaccines. So he woke a lot of people up. 
Now, let's go ahead and start on Hebrews this morning. I want to start because I'm going to give you some information on angel wars. I've got to go ahead and start on the book of Hebrews. This is really, really important. And I'm going to read you part of this. This is you got to you got to realize who God is and who Jesus is. And I've, I've referred to the scripture many, many times, but I've not gone into it and actually read it with you in a while. Hebrews chapter one, verse one. In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken us to uh, to us by his son, who he appointed heir of all things and through whom he made the universe. Whoa. He's saying right here that Jesus was used by God to make the universe. The son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had purified, provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he has become as much superior to the angels as to the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. Now, I'm going to read part of that again, so I want you to get this. But in the last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom he made the universe. The son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. And it says again in the Bible that it's through Christ all things are held together. You guys can look that scripture up. But read Hebrews 1, 4 through 14, really important verse that you guys need to get and understand where it came from. Now, also, we're going to go to Jude right now. Jude, verse 6. And the angels who did not keep their positions of authority but abandoned their own home, these he has kept in darkness, bound with everlasting change for judgment on the great day. This is where I believe Antarctica comes in. There you go. And when he refers to these angels, a lot of people think that he's referring to the book of Enoch where the 200 watchers, the angels, came down, and they were basically imprisoned. A lot of people believe this is Antarctica. There's a reason we can't go to Antarctica. There's a reason they tell us we can't go to Antarctica. There's a reason that they won't tell us exactly you know, what's going on with our planet. There's a reason that the math they've given us as far as the curvature patterns of the earth doesn't work. I've told you this before as a pilot. You set your trim at 10,000 feet. You're flying. At 200 knots. You should be flying off the curvature, but you don't do that. It's weird. It stays level the whole time. You don't have to adjust for curvature. So it's a strange phenomenon in which the math doesn't work, in which Lake Okeechobee, 28, 29 miles across, it should drop 500 feet from one end to the other feet, but it doesn't do that. In other words, all the water should run off because water has to maintain level. So a lot of the stuff they've told us that was brought to us by Isaac Newton, who was a Kabbalist Luciferian, synagogue of Satan, Worship the fallen angels. Probably was a big fan of the Zohar. I mean, they kept his writings hidden now for many, many, many centuries because they don't want us to realize what a nut he was. And he was a high-level wizard. Always remember who these people are and what they believe. Now, also, let's take a look at Revelation chapter twelve, verse seven. And there was a war in heaven. We're going to talk about that angel wars. And Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough, so they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down. That ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, who leads the whole world astray, he was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. And then I heard a voice, a loud voice in heaven say, Now have all of the salvation and the power of the kingdom or God and the authority of Christ. For the accuser of the brothers who accuses them before God day and night has been hurled down. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in him. But woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has gone down to you, and he is filled with fury because he knows that his time is short. It's like I've told you before. He knows that he's going to get sent to the lake of fire. He knows all that stuff's going to happen, and the reality is 
you know, he doesn't like that. And he's trying his best to avoid that and to change the outcome. And I'll tell you how he's trying to do that in a minute. And then again, in, in Isaiah chapter 14, verse, verse 12, how you have fallen from heaven, O morning star, son of the dawn. You have been cast down to the earth. You who once had laid low the nations, you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven and I will raise my throne above the stars of God. And I will sit enthroned on the mount of the assembly on the utmost heights of the sacred mountain. And I will ascend above the tops of the clouds and I will make myself like the most high. But you are brought down to the grave, to the depths of the pits. And then we have we also look at in Ezekiel. It basically says, 28, 17 to 19, thine heart was lifted up because of thine beauty, and thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of the brightness. I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. Thou hast defiled the sanctuaries of the multitude of thine iniquities by the iniquity of thy traffic. Therefore, I will bring forth a fire from the midst of thee, which will devour thee, and will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all them that behold them. You know, you know, and all these people that know you, and it says, and all they that know thee among the people shall be astonished at thee, shall be in terror, and never shalt thou be any more. He's talking about him having the radiance and the glory of what he once had. He'll never have that again. And then in Hebrews twelve twenty two in the King James Version, it says, but ye are come into the Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels. I like the King James in a lot of this because the, the, the NIV doesn't say it that way. It says thousands upon thousands of angels. The NIV, this, this, this on the King James Version is accurate. It says innumerable company of angels. So therefore, we know, we already have just read the scripture to you, that the angels basically were judged by God, and they were cast down to the earth along with Lucifer, and he lost his beauty. So now he's running around as a roaring lion. I guess he's taking, he's a, I guess he's become a, a masquerader now. He basically puts on and pretends like he's an angel of the light. But he was cast down. He no longer has the beauty he once had. So all of these things are happening to us in the world that we now know as planet Earth. But things happened here before planet Earth that we know. We need to understand that the Bible states that God is a spirit, and he can only be worshipped in spirit and truth. God dwells in the spirit world in a place known as heaven. You know, And we have to understand that angels are also spirit beings created to carry out the work of God in heaven as well as the physical universe in which we reside. If you listen to what Phil Schneider said when he dropped into that underground base, he shot one of these things with a 9 millimeter. Now, was this a fallen angel or was it something else? I don't know. I'm not going to go there with this, but they don't like us having guns. We've talked about that repeatedly. They don't like our Second Amendment rights because when they come into the physical world where we are now, they are subject to physical limitations like we are in this world. Now, while these angels are from the spirit world, they're not ghosts. They're just as solid as you and I are. Remember, an angel is just as solid as flesh. His flesh is to solid. But they're different as far as how they're designed. And they were designed to operate in both the spirit realm and in the physical world. Lucifer is a fallen angel that rebelled against God. He's also known as Satan, the devil, and that old serpent. There are other names for him also. And guys, don't get back on me now and say to me, well, this doesn't say this. This doesn't say this. I'm telling you from what I've read and what I've studied. If you don't agree with what I'm telling you today, if you don't agree with the scripture verses that I'm using, if you don't agree with any of this stuff, I ask you to do me a favor. Don't send me emails, please. I don't want to get into a debate with you about scripture. That's why I was hesitant to do this entire broadcast, but I'm going to do it anyhow because I really feel that you guys need to understand what happened before we were here and what happened before the Adam, before Adam and Eve came. Very, very important that you don't rag me about this because I, I don't – I'll be honest with you. I don't listen to it. 
Lucifer is a fallen angel. We got to understand that. He is from the spirit world, and so are all the other fallen angels and the demons. They've been confined to the earth, it says. They were cast down and into its atmosphere, and they're no longer allowed to roam in the physical universe of heaven. In other words, they can't leave prison planet earth. That's <laughs> what they're locked up down here is where they are. I talked about this last week. The Bible describes the angels as numerous as the stars, so the rebellion represented one-third of the virtually unlimited angels, and that's in Hebrew 12, 22. You can look at that verse again if you want to look it up. Now, what we have to understand is we've had World War One on this planet, which is the war above all wars, they said, and then we had World War II, which pretty much wiped out Europe and wiped out Germany. While these were enormous conflicts that affected the entire planet, it was limited to just our planet as far as what we know. And it's minuscule compared to the space war that engulfed the universe when Lucifer and his untold number of angels rebelled against God. Remember, a third of innumerable was still innumerable. Okay? This took place prior to the creation of Adam and Eve. We don't know how long the conflict lasted. It could have lasted for a day. It could have lasted for a 1,000 years. It could have lasted for 10,000 years. But the residual damage from the battles marred and destroyed different planets throughout our solar system. And the final battle, we believe, was fought on in our solar system. And this is basically Revelation 12, 7 through 10. So try to understand that we're not alone in the universe. We never have been. Just get that one. Don't allow ourselves to get caught up into, like, well, I don't believe in space aliens. I don't believe in spaceships. These entities have to get around. They have to, and that's what we see with these, these, these ships that are flying around in our atmosphere all the time and making all these crazy moves. I asked Chuck Missler, who was a friend of mine who's passed away. He's with the Lord now. I asked him years ago about the UFOs, and he looked at me. He goes, why do you think that you can tell angels how they're supposed to travel? But he said, and I, he said, these spaceships that we see out here are ships that are basically – you know, from the fallen angels or from these angels. Now, also remember, a lot of this is from the remnant fleet that was used to rebel against God. You know, you know, you watch the movies that, you know, George Lucas puts out and all the rest of them, you call them Star Wars, you know, and the force. And, you know, we have this galactic, you know, fight that's going on. Well, in a real kind of sense, in a pre-Adamic race, this is what happened. And I'll go into more detail about this tomorrow. But what happened is we had a massive, massive war in the heavenlies in an interdimensional rift and in, in things that were able to go through, you know, wormholes, things that were able to make transition across the universe simple because of the technology they had developed that God had given them. This is where we find ourselves now. And so we had a huge battle here on this planet. That's what happened in the angel wars. You know, some, apparently some people say it was Satan's last stronghold. Now, remember, these fallen angels and every spirit and every evil spirit basically – their, their attacks upon the human race didn't go beyond the parameters set of the trial of Lucifer. Now you say, what do you mean trial of Lucifer? Lucifer was judged. He was turned into ass. I've already read you the scripture on that. Something happened to him. He was cast down, and he received the judgment from God. Now there was a rule of engagement that was put into place here, and we have to understand what happened with the rule of engagement. In the rule of engagement, Lucifer was given certain things he could do and couldn't do. He exceeded those rules of engagement. We'll talk about them later, you know, in the, in the, you know, in the different broadcasts. He exceeded those rules of engagement, and he did things he should not do. He got into the human genome with his 200 other fallen angels who came down here and basically were basically the watchers who taught people how to basically do genetic manipulation. They shouldn't against the dinosaurs and on and on and on, which violated the parameters that God had given them, and he flushed the planet. But we have to understand that this trial and these forces that are out there were basically orchestrated by God as far as this charging of Lucifer for what he had done. Michael and his angels and his forces are also in charge. This is my, the archangel Michael. 
and his forces are also in charge of Abraham and his offspring, which also includes the church of Jesus Christ. You can look at that up in Daniel 12, verse 1. Gabriel, he was the chief messenger in the New Testament, appearing to Zacharias, the father of John the Baptist, and to the Virgin Mary, Mary, who would give birth to the Messiah. You can look that up at Luke 1, 11 through 12, 20, and Luke 1, 26 through 37. There were angels. Now, I'm going to cover this for just a second. You've got to stay with me on this. There were angels assigned to guard Jesus during his time on earth as when he was the God-man, okay, when he was who he was, when he realized who he was after he became the age of accountability, and he started realizing that he is the one who created the universe, as it says through God in Hebrews. I read you that to start with because I wanted to make that statement so you would understand what I'm saying. That's who he is. He, through him, all things are held together. So when he came to this earth— and he sacrificed himself for us on the cross, and he basically allowed himself to be put on that cross. Let me say something real quick. This is important. You know, when Christ was put on the cross, he allowed himself to be put on the cross. When he was scourged, he was whipped for our sin and our iniquity to bring us back to that of the Father, to bring our energy field back to that of the Father, to make us restore us to back to the Father, to assume the sin of the world upon himself. He allowed that to happen. He did not have to let that happen. He could have stopped it at any single time. He, when he was on the cross and they were scoffing and laughing at him and giving him vinegar to drink and all the crazy sick stuff they did to him on the cross, he could have just pulled the nails out of his hands. He could have pulled the nails out of his feet. He could have called down his entire angels that were there to protect him and stopped all of it and killed every single person scoffing. He could have just moved his finger and taken off every one of their heads. That's how much power he had. And then he allowed himself to be crucified. He allowed himself to die. And then he resurrected. He decided he didn't want to be dead anymore after three days. And we have to understand who he is. And when we understand that, we'll understand what kind of sacrifice he did for us. Now, let's stop for one second. Let's take a look at these angels that were assigned to guard Jesus during his time on earth. They, well, he had angels. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. You know, you know they, they, had, they said there was an elite force of 12 legions that were put in for his security. You know, and, and quite frankly, he didn't really need them, right? But he was in, his, in a, he was in a man's suit at that point. But they were there to make sure they took care of him. A Roman legion was built upon a century of comprised of eighty men. Six centuries of eighty men. Six, six, six centuries of eighty men formed a cohort, and ten cohorts made up a legion. The infantry was supported by one hundred and twenty horsemen who acted as scouts and dispatch riders. A, the legion could be further augmented by auxiliaries, cavalry, archers, and slingers. There were also engineers, artillerymen, craftsmen, service and support personnel, and irregular units made up of mercenaries and local militia. In addition, every legion had a large baggage train for the soldiers, equipped for equipment as well as camp followers, servants, and slaves. Legions could contain as many as 11,000 fighting men with the inclusion of auxiliaries. Just to give you some Roman history, that meant that a legion, legion – typically numbered anywhere from 5,200 to 6,000 soldiers. And if that were to be used to the number 5,500, we could deduce that Jesus had a personal bodyguard of angels when he was on this planet of over 66,000 angels during his earthly ministry. He did not have to allow himself to be crucified. He told that to Peter. When Peter cut off the guy's ear in our garden of Gethsemane, he said, stop, we're not going to do this. We're not going to live by the sword. Don't you know that I call these angels down? And he had the ability to do that. So we have to understand that these Angels and the fallen angels were all sentenced to the lake of fire for their first part of this, because they're part of the rebellion. And you can look that up under Matthew 25 through 41. I told you I was going to give you a lot of scripture today. The devil, in my opinion, something happened at the trial of Lucifer. Because remember, Lucifer was like the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. 
He had tremendous authority, worship leader in heaven. I believe he traveled back and forth from his earthly plane to earth, back and forth to heaven. Some people say, well, did he use a spaceship? I don't know, but apparently Chuck Mister thought so. He may have. So don't start getting all wrapped up in all the details like that, but he was able to go back and forth. Well, then he decided to pick a third of these angels who they were innumerable, remember, and they decided to follow him. He had that much power and that much authority. So when God tried him, something happened at the trial. When he was, well, Can you imagine? He's, they're, they're sitting here at this trial of Lucifer. There's innumerable angels throughout the galaxy you know, that God has put out and sent out. And all of a sudden, somehow, either through scalar energy or photonic energy or through some type of transmission that was possible by God alone or what they do you know, in heaven and how they talk to each other, interdimensional interface, I don't know. They were actually televising this. And all of these angels that were with Lucifer that were against God, they were seeing what was happening to him, including him getting turned to ash and being sentenced. So something happened. He was like the chairman of the 20 Jesus staff. And at that point, something happened with his sentencing. And this is what we have to understand. This is why you read the book of Job, where God and Lucifer are communicating and talking. This is already after his fall. And he's talking to God about Job. He's testing Job, and he's talking to God. That brings Job back into contents about what happened at the trial. Apparently, in my humble opinion, which may or may not be right, it's just my opinion, something was commuted with the sentence, and Satan was locked up and tied up for a bit. But then he was allowed to turn loose. Day two, he was turned back loose in the garden with Adam and Eve. Now, all of this stuff, of course, I try to tie back to Christian, to Christianity as best I possibly can and to Scripture. But a lot of the stuff, if you don't look back into the book of Revelation, which is written after Jesus' life, the disciples really didn't understand any of this stuff that was going on as far as much earthly spiritual realm. That's why Jesus said, if you don't understand the earthly things, how are you going to understand the spiritual things? And that's why he says to us, our battle is not against flesh and blood. He's talking about the battle again, but against these principalities and all these other things. He keeps telling you about what happened in the pre-Adamic world, but we're not getting it because as Christians, we're not looking at the context. We're not looking at the book of Enoch and what happened with the fallen angels. We're not looking at what happened in the pre-Adamic time. And we have to understand all of this stuff. So the devil somehow challenged this ruling that he had. And then God, because he's God and he's righteous, and I guess he decided just to give him a cut him some slack or whatever, you know, he allowed him to basically come in and try to prove his case. That's the only thing I can say about the book of Job that makes sense. But remember, Jesus is also creator. He took on the task of refurbishing the earth and making it ready for the creation of the human race. Jesus was allotted six days for the refurbishment. It was like a thousand years each day before Adam and Eve. Jesus had 6,000 years to accomplish his task. This one for God for one day for God is like a thousand years for mankind. This is First, Second Peter 3, 8, if you want to look that one up. Humanity was created for one reason. Humanity was created for one reason, and that reason basically was, I guess, was to try to prove you know, what was going on with God and with Lucifer and all the rest of this. Hey, I'm turning my phone off. I can't believe people call me during the show. And, and so what ends up happening is we get into a situation where you know, humanity, we have to ask ourselves a question. Why did this happen? Why did God create humanity over again on this planet, you know, in Genesis 1-1, when his spirit was hovering over the waters of the deep, and the earth was formless and without void, and God separated the waters again. Why did God do this with the human beings? All thing I can figure out, guys, on this one is this. God loves us, and he wanted to have children that were in his image, because the angels were not. He wanted to give us souls. That's why they're so jealous of us, because they know that they don't have what we have, that we were created in the image of the Most High God, and God wanted to prove that human beings could, with freedom of will, worship him voluntarily, not being forced to. 
they could be obedient to him and he would write their laws, the law, his laws on their hearts. And he would have the ability to fill them with the Holy Spirit, which was not the ability in the Old Testament. People need to understand this. So Jesus, also the creator, took the task of refurbishing the earth and making it ready for the creation of the human race. Jesus was, again, allowed six days to do this. And we need to understand that the conditions changed on the eighth day when the prohibitions apparently on Lucifer were removed. And he immediately seduced the serpent and then basically talked to Eve through the serpent. You know, you have to imagine how gleefully Lucifer was when Eve and Adam decided to join him. You got to realize that Adam was no longer king of the earth. The lordship was transferred to Satan as he became the prince of this world. And you look that up in John 12, 31, 14 to 30 and 16, 11, all in the book of John. And that's why I say the God of this world would never have crucified the son of glory. Had he known what he was doing, he would never have allowed that to happen. He would have done it. He absolutely would never have done that because it gave the authority back to us as Christians. This is why the Kabbalist Luciferian people on this planet, the Satanists, or whatever you want to call them, synagogue of Satan, Kabbalists, Luciferians, worshipers of the ancient Canaanite religions, whatever you want to call them, have come in now and have done what they've done. And the sad part about this is, is that we need to realize that even though these angels were captured and chained and cast into prison, a place called Tartarus, while both hell and Tartarus are located under the surface of the earth, you know, this is a different prison, apparently, that designed especially for the fallen angels. And you can look this up in Jude chapter 6, verse 6, which I've already covered with you once. So all of this stuff is part of the Angel Wars program and part of what we're going to talk about through the entire series here. And we're going to talk about how the angels basically tried to stage this coup d'etat against God, and they apparently assembled some type of giant space fleet with all kinds of weapons in which they destroyed the planet that we know now is the asteroid field our, in our solar system and have the pop-marked so many other planets and have done so many other deeds and damages. So now they're locked up here on this planet with us. So we have, oh, they, we have overcome them by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. That's why years ago I was doing a, a show with Sarah. I believe her last name was Westall, great lady, did a show with her. And she said, well, there are many ways to the Father. I said, no, there's not. There's one way. It's through Jesus. It's through the blood of the Lamb. If we don't have him as our, quote, transformer to restore us back to the Father, we can't come back to the Father because he's the one. Jesus is the one who created the planet. He's the one through whom all things are held together. He is the voice and the authority above all else on the entire in the entire universe. He's it. And so when we speak about Jesus, that's why I told you the other day. I told you this last week. I had Jurgen over here. He's passed away now. Guthrie, he's passed away. He's the guy who wanted to turn into a crystal before he died or whatever. He had cancer. He started talking to me about all these crazy things about the universe, and then he starts talking to me about – and I start talking to him about Jesus. And I said, why do you make it so complicated? It's through him and by him all things are held together. If one of these entities are fallen angels or demonic entities or whatever, and they abduct you from your home in the middle of the night, and you call on the name of Jesus, the creator of the universe, which is what it says in Hebrews – through God Almighty, they don't want him showing up, and they put you back in your home. The power that raised Jesus from the dead, the power that allows him to rule and reign in all the universe, that power that he has that raised him from the dead dwells in you as a Christian. And that's who we are. So it doesn't matter as far as a pre-Adamic race and what they did. We'll go into detail on some of this stuff, including the ancient alien monuments and all the other stuff on this broadcast. It doesn't matter what they did. What matters now is this. Who are you in Christ? Have you accepted Jesus for who he is, who he said he is? And do you realize that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you because that power is in you? 
Understand, you are in covenant with the Most High God. In the old Indian days, they had what's called a blood oath, blood covenant. One Indian would cut his hand, the other Indian would cut his hand and throw their palms together, and their blood would commingle. And at that point in time, each of them were in a blood covenant with one another, what one owned, the other owned. And that's what God did for us with the blood covenant he did through Jesus. He was the Lamb of God. He symbolized the Passover lamb in the book of Exodus when the death angel came over Egypt. And they took the lamb, and they sacrificed the lamb. They killed it. And they put the blood of the lamb on the lentils in the doorpost to prevent the death angel from coming in. And then they consumed the lamb. And that was the consumption of that lamb is indicative of what we do with Christianity with Holy Communion. Because we are eating the lamb as far as symbolically is what we're doing, and we're consuming the very essence of Christ when we, when we have communion. And they says, do this whatever you think of me because it reminds us of who he is and what he did for us. And because his blood is an eternal covenant for us, the blood on the mercy seat is just as wet now as it was 2,000 years ago. Listen to me, friends. This Christianity stuff that we do, this isn't a game. It's real. It's very, very, very real. And if you understand who we are in Christ, if you understand what he did for us and what he did by creating the universe, it's going to make a whole lot more sense to you and realize that this is a battle for the hearts, the souls, the minds of the people on this earth. And that those of us who believe in God, who follow Jesus, who follow the Most High God, are going to have our place in glory, and we're going to rule and reign with Christ for all of eternity. This is just a temporary situation we're in. Don't allow it to catch you off guard. Don't allow it to get you depressed. Don't allow it to mess with your head. Don't allow any of this stuff to happen because we have the authority through God. We have a blood covenant with God Almighty. And even if we leave this earthly plane, if we check out our races run, we get to be with God for all of eternity and get to be with him. That's the goal here, guys. The goal here is to bring honor and glory to him in all that we do think and say and to remember that this is not a game we're playing for the winners of, you know, tiddlywinks or Monopoly. This is for eternity, and that's why we've got to stand our ground like Ephesians says, put on the whole armor of God and dig in and don't step back. Don't lose your ground. Stay tuned. Tomorrow we'll go into more detail on what happened in the Angel Wars and what happened with this giant battle in the heavenlies. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? That's great info. This is going to be a great show. A lot of great shows this week. And, I mean, for our 2,000th episode, this is pretty uh, pretty exciting. A lot of stuff is going on. This it, it, this is what – this is a constant war on the souls of everyone on this planet. Why do you think they're going after That's the right. children so much right now trying to corrupt them with this just pure perversion? I saw an article earlier here, and it was discussing now – they're saying that the mental health – this is on CBS yesterday. They posted it uh, last night. said the mental health of the LGBTQ youth are worsening in the current hostile political climate, survey finds. No, what's happened is now these children are becoming more and more confused because people have continually gone in and engaged them and supported mental issues. This is what happens when somebody has gender dysphoria and you have a teacher or you have a professor – or you have a you know a physician or a pediatrician come in and say, oh, okay, that's fine. We can we can go along with your your theory here. Now we can go along with your idea that you're having with your mental disorder, and we're all going to start affirming and pretending that it's real. There's a research that I saw from a doctor. This is very interesting. It was from Ryan T. Anderson, PhD. He actually wrote a book on this, and he said sex reassignment does not work. 
He said it's impossible to reassign someone's sex physically, and attempting to do so does not produce outcomes physiologically or psychologically. As he demonstrated in his book, when Harry became Sally, responding to the transgender movement, he said the medical evidence suggests that reassignment surgery and sex hormones does not address the difficulties people are facing when they're having transgender issues. He said even though the procedures can be successful technically or cosmetically, it does not actually fix the problem because it's a psychological disorder. He says transgender men do not become women, nor do transgender women become men. Because feminizing men or masculating women counterfeits or impersonates the sex of which they are, and this lies the problematic failure. This is what the lie is being pushed constantly, and this is all a deep, dark, satanic agenda to go in and compromise the minds of the younger generation. This is why you're starting to see all these kids allegedly coming out with transgender. But have you noticed now the main thing you constantly see all the reports on, all the media, all the push? It's constantly men pretending to be women, right? I mean, have, have you seen any females come out and say, listen, I know I'm a female, but I'm going to start taking testosterone and I'm going to basically get in the NFL. Have you seen that? No, you have, you have not seen one single case of that whatsoever. Have you seen a female that goes in and goes, hey, you know what? I know I'm a female. I'm going to start going on tests, and I, I'm calling out Brock Lesnar in the UFC. I'm, I'm, I'm identifying as a man, and I'm going to go fight Brock Lesnar because I'm basically getting my weight up. You have not seen that whatsoever. It's constantly this push to feminize the male population and present them as something that they are not. And it's completely and total abomination of what God has created. This is why you're seeing the uptick in pharmaceutical drugs. And Dad made a comment earlier about this massive push that's been done now over the years now with Adderall. And what a lot of people are not talking about now is heavy amphetamine usage increases depression. We already know that from research. But now what they're doing is, is also heavy amphetamine usage also increases anxiety. And now what they're using – I was reading about this the other day. There's also been an uptick in Xanax prescriptions, again, we saw it in the mid-2000s, and it's plateaued off, and now it's coming up again. I've talked to you in detail about the dangers of benzodiazepines, the dangers of them, especially using them long-term. If somebody has a severe issue, severe anxiety issue, and a doctor is using it, prescribing it for a specific reason for a short period of time, that is up to you and the doctor. I'm not giving you medical advice, but the research that has shown with long-term benzodiazepine usage and the basically the dependency of it and the withdrawal from it is horrific. What they're showing now is a lot of people that are on Xanax are basically multiple prescription drug users, meaning what they're doing now is people are causing – or I should say the doctors are prescribing drugs that has been happening for years that is causing more side effects. It's increasing this, primarily one of those being some of the Adderall and Ritalin and other uh, ADD medication because a lot of times heavy usage and long-term usage of these amphetamines or methylamphetamines are causing anxiety. So the kids or adults are coming back saying, listen, I'm having all these anxiety problems from this drug. Okay, we're going to put you on Xanax. So they're stacking amphetamines with benzodiazepines now, which is, I mean, you're, you're pretty much guaranteeing an issue with depression, period. You're guaranteeing it. And instead of looking at it and saying, okay, well, let's look at your diet. Let's look at your omega-3 fat intake. Let's look at your B-complex, your B-vitamin intake. Let's look and see if there's any other issues that could be going on underlying. They don't do that. They immediately prescribe the drug. That's why we're becoming literally a drug country where people don't actually look at the root cause of a health problem that's occurring. 
People don't come in and say, hey, listen, let's see what your B12 levels are in your blood. They immediately go, oh, you can't focus right now in school? Fantastic. Here's an amphetamine. Let me know if you have any side effects. I'll, pres- I'll prescribe you other drugs to combat the side effects from the amphetamines you're taking. That's pretty much what they're doing now. And as we've seen now years and years, ADHD prescriptions and ADHD diagnosis has gone up exponentially in the last 10 years. Well, what's caused it? I mean, this is something that just you know popped out of nowhere, and one of the theories that is coming about this now, and I think it's a very accurate theory from a lot of doctors from the research that are actually awake, is they're saying the social media and the constant phone usage is that adults and children alike, and this is happening from children all the way into adulthood now, especially the younger generation being on phones at three, four, five years of age, they're being constantly triggered with dopamine from the social media, and the short-term memory span is becoming shorter and shorter and shorter because they constantly have to scroll through and hit another dopamine. Here's another photo. Here's another like. Here's another comment. I go, oh, oh, bam, 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 bam. So when they get in the real world, they actually have to produce something. They actually have to focus on something. They actually have to do something for longer than an hour or two. They can't handle it. They flip out. They don't know how to actually cope with it because they've been triggered from essentially young children with this constant, constant push through social media to give them validation and dopamine repeatedly. Now, I'm not saying there aren't people that have issues with focus. There are people that directly have issues with focus, and none of us tied to social media. I'm not discounting that whatsoever. That's one of the main reasons why we put together the formula with the attention factor. The attention factor is an incredibly good mental focus supplement that I have seen with people that had alleged ADHD, not from supplement or any type of abuse, but basically their supplement um, uh, lack of supplementation, but they have a hard time focusing. And the theocrine that we have has been shown in numerous studies to help out with mental energy, focus, motivation, and going in and being able to do tasks longer at a time. So that's why I've continually told people, if you've got somebody that's having issues with this, Use a natural supplementation. We load it with methylcobalamin B12. We load it with magnesium theonate, which is in our magnesium brain food. We load it with theocrine, which is the patented theocrine formula, which directly shows to increase brain focus. There's nutrients out there that we have researched that help out with so many different problems, and that is why we do this show to help people, and that is why we have the company that we have to help people. And that's why I've encouraged you. If you've got any questions, always feel free to give us a call. 1-800-726-1834. We're here to help. And again, as I told people earlier, 2,000 shows. That's the coupon for 10% off on the website right now. It's valid for two days. We specifically did this for our listeners, for our customers, and for our supporters that allow us to have this show and sponsor this show so we don't have to bring you ads and commercials and all just nonsensical stuff that can come in and control, manipulate the show. We've already seen this happen with so many people on social media platforms and sponsors. They start getting a show. They start getting a lot of following. All of a sudden, the platform or sponsors go, oh, you can't talk about that. No, no, no. You, you can't discuss what's really behind this agenda with this push to try to pervert these children with transgenderism. We're not going to talk about how this is a closet pedophile move to try to bring children into the pedophile ring so they can traffic more children and bring more children and normalize children in this lifestyle. No, no, no. You can't talk about that. That's forbidden. If you do that, we're going to pull your sponsorship. You know, We're giving you X amount of money every single month. Money talks, and money controls a lot of stuff. That's why I said before, vote with your dollar. If a company is doing something that you're diametrically opposed to, if a business is promoting something you really don't support, 
take a step back and evaluate and go, huh, well, is that something I'm hardlined on? Is that something I'm really, you know, I'm convicted on? Or is that uh, maybe I need to find some more research? You can do that. So you don't make a hard line right now. Say, okay, I need to find some more research about whether this company is promoting this. Or if you have a company like, you know, Starbucks that blatantly says from the CEO, if you're a Second Amendment supporter, we do not want your business. Take it somewhere else. We're going to match dollar for dollar every dollar that our, our employees donate to Planned Parenthood. We're going to match it because we are a pro-abortion company. Do you really want to keep giving your money to Starbucks? It's your choice. I'm just telling you. But if you don't, decide I'm not going to support a company like that and make a concerted effort to vote with your dollars. That is so crucial. And one thing that dad was saying earlier is very interesting. It kind of sparked my mind when it just ties back to what he was saying. With the angels and when Jesus was here, this is a very interesting topic. I'm really excited. I know some stuff is going to bring up some really good stuff this week with Angel Wars. But there are numerous references repeatedly about the angels. I mean basically around Jesus all the time, but they really couldn't step in unless he called them in. And it goes back to where Jesus was tested in the wilderness with Matthew 4. And it says the devil took him up to the holy city, had him stand on the highest point of the temple. So this is the devil bringing Jesus to the highest point of the temple. Now, Jesus has been fasting. So as a man, he was very weak. Jesus brings him up there, or Satan brings him up there. He goes, you're the son of God. Drop yourself down. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you. They will lift you up in your hands. Jesus said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. And then it talks about the devil taking him up to the mountain, the highest mountain, and showing him the kingdom of the world. He said, I'll give you all this. Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Away from me, Satan. But then in the last verse, it says, then the devil left him and the angels came and attended him. This is the NIV version. Again, they came and attended him. Basically, they fed him. They took care of him. They helped him out because he'd been fasting for 40 days. This is something that people fail to understand is that this was 100 percent Jesus' choice as far as what he did with giving himself to humans to save us. He did not have to do this at any point in time. This was completely and totally voluntary, and he knew it was the only way to save us and basically give us redemption so we all didn't have to basically live under the old law or else fall into hell. And so really good stuff that Dad's going to be coming up with. I continually encourage you, forward the show, forward the links, at the very least, forward the show articles that we have on a regular basis at healthmasters.com. I've told you before, we got the new website that's going to be rolling out shortly. I've actually kind of uh, stalled it this week for rolling it out because of the sale we're doing, because the shows we're doing. I want to make sure everything's ready to go. We're going to have point system on there. So basically people can continue to get basically rewards points Everything you buy on there, you're going to get rewards points back that you can use as coupons. We're also going to have auto ship on there. That's going to have automatic discounts when you start auto shipping stuff, especially on a regular occurrence. That's going to be coming out over the next couple weeks. So really excited to bring that out to you. And again, we do this for you guys. We couldn't be here without our customers, without our listeners, including doing 2,000 shows. Still boggles my mind. I've done that this many times now. <laughs> and so we've got other things we're working on as far as doing uh, – um, show as far as with video, with studio, a lot of cool things we got planned in the works. So again, thank you for the continued support. Lots of more health topics we're going to be going in today. Today's show's gone by very fast, but I encourage you, and I regularly encourage you, you guys know this on every single weekly basis, please keep raising your children or your grandchildren the way they should go. There's a lot of perversion out there that's being promoted in mass right now, and it's being done very, very aggressively and very quickly. The way we're seeing society degrade at this level of speed is very disturbing. 
However, we know these things are going to happen. Do not be surprised by them. Be prepared for them and do the best you can to shield your children or shield your grandkids from being exposed to a lot of this stuff. This is why they're continually pushing this RNA gene therapy shot now on children. That's why it got approved by the FDA with virtually zero long-term testing. There's a research study I'm going to talk about now that's come out now that it's proving from the Pfizer's own documents that they knew <laughs> the shot was causing issues in pregnant women when they were testing it as far as evidence showed it. Yet they rolled it out and blatantly told everybody, hey, nothing to see here. It's a totally safe shot for pregnant women, even though we've seen a massive increase. I'm going to get into that tomorrow with a lot of the uh, evidence that's now come out with that. So understand, you have a right to question everything. You have a right to do your own research. Anybody that says you can't ask a question, you simply can't come out and say, what is this about? What is that about? Why is this happening? What happened to Building 7? Oh, no, no, you can't talk about this conspiracy theory. Anybody that tells you you can't talk about something like that and you can't ask questions to it, in most cases, they're not the good guy. Always question their motive when people tell you you can't bring up a question or you can't ask something. Say, hey, listen, why is this happening? Be very, very cautious when you start having groups tell you that. I appreciate you, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome Monday. Thank you for tuning in. The hour went by fast. 2,000 shows, 2-0-0-0-S-H-O-W-S. 2,000 shows. That's the 10% off coupon code on the website. Be sure to stock up on anything you want on this short sale right now. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.